The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. Whether you're a pistachio purist who loves the experience of cracking them open or you love the convenience of no-shell pistachios like myself, Wonderful Pistachios is the perfect healthy snack for when hunger strikes. And there are a bunch of tasty flavors to choose from too, like honey roasted, smoky barbecue, jalapeno lime, and more. Wonderful Pistachios is one of the highest protein nuts. Each one ounce serving has six grams of protein, giving you over 10% of your daily value. Visit wonderfulpistachios.com to learn more. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. We are live in studio here on Paper Route, Sirius XM. This is your host, Brandon Marshall, sitting in the studio with two amazing dudes, super producers. We go, we call them that day. They, they go by the name. I don't think you guys go by the name. There's some made up stuff just on this platform. We got Andrew Woohoo and we got BC in the booth. Fellas, how are y'all doing? Before y'all answer, you know, I got to tell y'all about my morning. I got my truck stolen, so I'm, I'm kind of numb. Ooh. I'm kind of numb. I feel like the last twelve to eighteen months, it's been re- kind of brutal for me. Kind of brutal. Yeah. And so this morning, right, I'm already dealing with some things over the weekend, and then I get a, I wake up seven a.m., nine a.m., eight a.m., and I see a missed call from my gate, gated community, one of the best communities down here in South Florida. <laughs> wow. For real? Yes. <laughs> Beautiful. We're talking about $20 million homes in, not my home, not my home, but there are some $20 million homes in my neighborhood, extremely famous people in my neighborhood. And, 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 and my front gate, they called me and I'm like, guys, I missed your call. What's the problem? What's going on? They're like, sir, at four in the morning, your car ran through the gate. I'm like, what are you talking about? My car is out front. There's like, well, sir, at four in the morning, your Truck pulled up to the gate. Protocol is for anybody leaving at this time, got to roll down their window. We check and let you out. So the dude or whoever rolled down the window halfway and then ran right through the little uh, lift gate. Wow. And so that's what I've been doing. Wow. Oh, wow. Yo, out of my driveway. That's I don't even know how to react crazy. to that. <laughs> that is wild waking up to that. Like, oh, thinking it. Behind the gate, you think you live in a in a nice neighborhood? Everything you think you're in the community. <laughs> yeah, I'm wow. good life. Oh, uh, people come over, come in town. Don't worry, don't don't. You don't gotta you don't gotta lock the doors. We good in this neighborhood. Yeah. <laughs> How did they get in? Who knows? Inside job. Well, you know, uh, a lot of these communities, I, I think probably even around the country, are probably targeted, right? You yeah. know, obviously they're they're going to neighborhoods. Why would it's actually smart? Why would you go to a neighborhood uh, that doesn't have nice cars and no, you know I nice things? That. That, you know what I mean? So I it's that. like it's just a it's just a it's a it's a little scheme down here. It's definitely in South Florida where they go to these communities, man, and they're just breaking in cars and they'll actually know when some people are are gone. Right? They'll pay attention to your social media account. You gone whether date night or out of town, and they're coming. 
They're watching. So everybody out there, be careful. Oh. Be careful. I saw this thing, though, recently, too, where they were saying that um, to be careful where you hang your keys up or you put your car keys in the house because yeah. they have these uh, scramblers or I, I forget the name, but um, they can actually detect the car setting, the car key and unlock your car door from outside because you have your car keys too close to the front door. Wow. I just wow. saw that recently. This, yeah. this is real. This is real. Now, I don't know if this is exactly what happened, but a neighbor across the street from my mother had something similar, and we had video of it. They were in and out in 15 seconds. They like, were they, in and out They in hopped 15. out the car. It looked like they must have had the, the key. Like, they already right. copied it or something, because as soon as the guy hopped out, you saw the lights flash on the truck. He got in, and they drove off. No wow. damage to the vehicle. Wow. Wow. So be careful with these these key fobs, guys. Yeah. Well, here we go. Are you guys good? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, Kay. yeah. I don't yeah. know how to react now. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> it ain't that you bad. good. It ain't that bad. <laughs> Listen, you always got to find the good and everything, right? Like there was something that happened yep. to me over the weekend. I was just like, I'm just thankful that God showed me. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I'm like, yeah, Thank you. Yeah. And then this happened. It's like. I don't know what the lesson is. Get your <laughs> truck stolen. But look, guys, a lot, a lot happened over the weekend. Uh, a lot has happened this week, right? This weekend, uh, the the Pro Bowl. Um, guys went out there, competed at a high level. All these different challenges. Obviously, that looks a little different than what we're used to. I mean, the last couple of years of trying to find a way to keep guys safe, uh, to make it entertaining. It looks like it was a great outing, right? C.J. Stroud went out there and made some amazing throws. Uh, the stadium that I used to play in when I played for the University of Central Florida, um, that was packed. I think that holds like 72,000. Hell, we never packed that house. You see, <laughs> I think the most we ever got probably was like 35,000, 40,000. So it's good to see my old stomping grounds uh, uh, filled uh, all the way up to uh, the nosebleeds. Um, yeah. What else? Yeah, the Grammys last night. I don't know if you guys watched the Grammys. We can yeah, get a little. We can get into that a little bit. Yeah. Um, also, uh, the Rock. The uh, Rock. You know Taking what's over going on? CEO is TKO. Yeah, TKO. Uh, yep. Huge transition for him um, as Vince McMahon has to step down. And you know, one thing I did hear is that through this transition, he was a actually able to regain the rights to. Um, like his rock uh, Brahma Bull logo. Yeah. And I didn't even know he didn't have the rights to it. But wow. through all of this, he was able to gain that. And now he's the leader. So it's kind of like seeing someone spin the block and just come back and, you know, level up. Wow. Well, that's, man, listen. The rock, does he even have time for this? Think about it. Like, right. the, the, <laughs> he's doing the, so much. I don't that, know. What, the XF, the... Uh, yep, XFL. The XFL. What they merge, I think it's still called the XFL. Right, with the USFL. Um. Obviously, Hollywood six box office movies yeah. a year. He still got Hollywood going on. Hollywood entrepreneur politics. Uh, what? What? Yeah. Is he doing politics? He did for a period. He was going to go for president, but I think he backed no, out he early wasn't. on. Yeah, that wasn't true. It he said been a that. Joke. He, that came out of his mouth. I believe he ran for it. There's no but way. But like very early on, he he was out. But I I also look at it like he wasn't serious because he wants people to just get the notion of him doing it in order to do it later on in life. Similar to like a Terminator. No. No? Nah, yeah. I don't want to see the I mean, I, know, I saw his name was floated around back, uh, I guess, a couple cycles ago. And was, oh, yeah, The Rock and Dwayne Johnson. Like, yeah, all right. He no, can get the votes now. Let's uh, go back and correct, though. It was not the XFL. It's the UFL. It was the USFL-XFL merger. So now it's UFL. 
They call it UFL. Oh, now? UFL. Yeah. Well, okay. According to Brian, our super producer. Yeah. That, no, that's good. I mean, um, you know, look, the NFL's behind this. The the UFL, uh, they 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 want, uh, you know, a league to be successful here because they feel like there's a lot of players that never make it but can make it because there's there's only it's limited space, right? So being able to go from college to a UFL and actually go out there and develop, we're talking about offensive linemen, we're talking about quarterbacks. Uh, they feel like there's going to be a stronger pipeline, so. Uh, it's going to be interesting to see what happens there. Also, guys, before we jump into the show, uh, deep into the show, uh, it's Super Bowl week. Yep. You know, Super everybody's Bowl. flying. The, the, the guys flew in. The, both teams flew into Vegas yesterday. Um, you know, guys are and in, in, in fans are starting to flock to Vegas today, Medi- which is a little early. When's media day? Media day, I believe, starts tomorrow. Okay. Media day starts tomorrow. So, that, you know, that's going to be packed. Uh, there's going to be a lot happening. You know, Super Bowls, it, there's so much more to Super Bowl than the game, right, as we know. This is a this is the biggest festival in America. That's what that is. To me, it yeah, is. Essentially. Yeah. To, to, yeah. to me, it is. Like, is there a, big, a bigger festival? No. You know, yeah, you I mean. A, you, co- get a, you get a concert. You get a game. <laughs> you, you get. Uh, parties. Parties. Mad parties before and after. A lot of business. Big business. That's how much money Vegas is about to make this week. Just people hanging out and gambling and drinking and whatnot. And before we get the show started, I, I do have to bring this up because me and BC was going in about this. So this past weekend, I watched the new Netflix documentary or sorry show, uh, Griselda. Oh, me too. Yeah, yeah. Oh, beautiful, beautiful. Yo, I spent all day yesterday watching all it. of them. Yeah. yeah, all six episodes. Yeah. So my 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 my. You know, what really grinds my gears about this show is... Grinds f- my gears. <laughs> Who is this guy, BC? Grinds my... Go ahead, go ahead. You know, what grinds my gears about this is I, I feel like they they didn't play to the authenticity of a Griselda that I grew up with. And BC's... You grew up with Griselda? <laughs> hey, bro. Like, you grew up in Miami. You know about Cocaine Cowboys... You know about them boys in Liberty City, like mm-hmm. uh, I forget the name of them, Booby but Boys, Booby, Booby Boys, Boys. Yeah. Um, just a lot. You know, growing up watching documentaries and just being from Miami, but like I, I, I felt like they played her a little too soft mm-hmm. for who she was based on the documentaries and the stories. Like I'm, and, and BC's argument was that she, she had kids. She, you know, they wanted to show the more sentimental side. But she was a gangster, man. Like, you don't think that? You don't think they, they captured showed that? Yeah, they showed her did gangster. You, BC, did you watch? It, it? was two fifty. Yeah, I, I watched it. They showed her gangster. They just left some things out, obviously, in her story. Um, before, like when where they started in the beginning, they left out the the pre New York, all this other stuff, and they left mm-hmm. out some stuff that happened after she got locked up. So yeah, yeah, they left some stuff out, but they. Yeah, they definitely captured her gangster and her mean streak. Yeah, they caught that. Well, well, I didn't grow up in Miami, uh, but I am aware of her, right? But I didn't know her story. Like, I'm more familiar with the Booby Boys, Cocaine Cowboys. Um, you know, I'm more familiar with, with, with those stories. Uh, so watching it, I felt like I, was, I, th- I walked away thinking that she was a monster, like she was a beast. Um, and then you, you saw the detective. The detective came in. And she was like, look, I don't care about the drugs. I don't care about 
yeah. the money. I care about all the, all the murders. murders. She yeah. went, cr- she went crazy. Yo. That's what. That's really what messed everything up was the all the killing. Like she would have got away. Probably would have lasted more years getting, yeah. getting money. You know what I mean? But yeah, it was the bodies were piling up. That was yeah, it was really so, crazy. So so Andrew, you you feel like uh, they didn't capture the full story? What did they miss? What I, I felt like for, first of all, I felt like this is probably closer to a 12 to 20 episode series mm. i think we could have learned a lot more about her growing up the same way we did with pablo and narcos and all those things right because she as a teenager moved to new york with her first husband she was also notorious for killing all of her husbands oh really um, which she did kill two of them in the in the show yeah, yeah. no she, she didn't yeah yeah oh yeah, she, she killed did. the one no she killed alberto the first one uh, and who Dario. made her do the thing with her brother yeah and then the second one was Dario. Do, he said that do the thing with her brother <laughs> Well, where we at in time? He did okay. do the thing. We're good. What, what, he he did the thing say it. We on serious. He, he, he asked her to fuck his brother. Okay, there you go. The, the <laughs> to pay, pay a debt. debt. To pay a debt. Yeah. She. I didn't take that. Uh, she was the one that knocked off Dario. I thought that was the mafia. No, that was no, that her. was her. That really? was her. Yeah. She wanted Michael Corleone back. Yeah. You sure? Yeah, that was her. I that's wish we could have saw yeah, like maybe that, that's what happened. She sent somebody out there. To go have him kill. He he even knew it. She had him killed so that she could get her son back. Then in the next scene, you see he's with the family, the brothers. Oh, I missed And stuff that. like that. Yeah, mm-hmm. so she she had that orchestrated. And some say that was ultimately why she ended up getting killed when she got out later on was retribution because of the Dario thing and his possible relations or some sort of like intersection with Pablo and these guys that took it so it was like later on a domino yeah, effect yeah she was 69 when she got out yeah. and uh mm-hmm. she, they said she was coming out of a, a, a butcher shop a butcher shop yeah just chilling i just feel like it could have been a 12 to 20 episode series wow, give us a little bit more explanation point, right? there's always that mystery uh black gentleman i don't know his name but he dated her he was the last guy who dated her yeah so and they, they he was out. able to the story goes that he linked up with her Everyone was like, whoa, like, you know, she's not the most gracious looking at that age, but he still linked up with her. And then he said within three months, he was a millionaire. He was just selling crack out of like a couple houses and stuff. Wasn't making nothing more than a couple hundred bucks every day. Linked up with her, become a millionaire, then decided that he didn't want to be with her anymore. And he's the only one that lived. Well, like, what is she, his story? Bro? Well, his story is that they attempted, and we're not gonna, I know we're supposed to get into other stuff. Yeah. But his story <laughs> is that they actually. He cheated. He was doing his thing on the outside. How they even hooked up was crazy was through letters. But anyway. Yeah. She attempted to have him killed. He was shot and he had a vest on. He had a vest on. So he survived the hit. He comes back to go see her in the in prison to like break it off. And she decided to. Bro, what did he say to her? Bruh. That I don't know. What did he say to her? <laughs> she never attacked him again. Yeah. She <laughs> let him live. She just, I guess she was just like, you know, she was just probably just like, yo, was I'm like, done. Yo, I'm I done. I'm done killing y'all. That's why she got the name too, Black Widow. Because, yeah. Mm-hmm. Listen, listen. So everybody out there on series that's listening to us <laughs> on SiriusXM right here on this channel, Faction Talk, um, make sure you guys go watch it, <laughs> at, you know. Listen, it's uh, it's story. interesting. All of these stories that they're starting to tell, all the narcos, um, it's 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 interesting, and, and, and best believe that this stuff still exists still today. 
may show up a little differently, but it definitely still exists. Right. Um, I'm actually going to take us to our first topic, right? Uh, Le'Veon Bell. Le'Veon Bell once back in the NFL. Uh, he told Sports Illustrated that he will start training in March, but he will only play for one team and one team only. And can you guys guess who it is? Ding, ding, ding. Back with Mike Tomlin and the Pittsburgh Steelers. So, Andrew, B, how do you guys feel about this? This dude is 31. Uh, last time he played was in 2021, okay? So, he played in 2021, and I want to give you guys these. Let me pull up Le'Veon right now. Hang so, Le'Veon... He played 10 years in the league, sat out 2018. Remember that big contract dispute with the Pittsburgh Steelers? Sat out an entire year, took it there. Right before that year, he's coming off some big years. 2014, 1,300 yards. 2015, the down year, 556 yards. Only played six games. He was injured. 2016 and 17, 1,200, 1,200 yards. Like, remember, he was considered maybe, you know, the best back or one of the Top five backs, top three backs in the NFL. He had that monster of an offensive line in front of him. But now when you look at the last couple of years that he played in 2021, he played with the with Baltimore and Tampa, only racking up uh, a little over 100 yards in eight games. And the year before that, he was with KC and uh, 254 yards. So, so um, look, let me get my thoughts first. I'll get my thoughts first. You want me to react? Go ahead. I think it's it's probably over. And the reason why I'm saying that is my man's is 31. Mm-hmm. It's already dangerous enough to be that age as a running back. His last decent year, if we're going to count getting over like 500 yards, was 2019, so it was five years ago. And, I mean, he's definitely kept in shape, I would say, because he's done boxing, even though he's only done really three matches knocked total. Out, knocked out uh... – Uriah Hall? Oh, my goodness. Oh, Adrian Peterson. Yes, 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 yes. He did knock him out. But, I mean, I've never played in the league. It just just seems impossible to come back after this amount of time. Especially when you have other people wanting those positions. Like, why would I give a 31 going on 32-year-old running back who has been in the league, has shown me what he can do, and then left, had contract disputes, why would I let him back in? Listen, so from both it, sides, I'm saying, not just his side, from both sides. Yeah, listen, it's not impossible, okay? It's not impossible, um, but this is not going to happen. You know, you got to look at the production as well. If he left, uh, if he left on, on, on like, in terms, in good terms, meaning like his production was still decent, but he had 500 yards, 700 yards, 800 yards, and he, he was like, you know what, it's just, I'm just not feeling it. Maybe. But when you look at 18 18 (laughs) yards in 2021 or 100 yards in 2021, 254 yards in 2020, it's just not – you don't don't have a chance. And and the thing that jumps out to me with this is why can't we just move on? It is – it's sad, you know, that we can't transition smoothly, a lot of us, right? And and, and so – Le'Veon Bell is another victim of not knowing what else to do post-football. You know, guys got to understand that, man, this game can be taken away from you just like that. And you got to be prepared. And then also, you got to respect the game. Yeah, You got to respect the game. 
You know, if you go back, a lot of these cats, man, they fall off because they want to be superstars or rock stars in the offseason or maybe even during the season. You got to learn how to keep the main thing the main thing because this game is so precious and there's so many dudes that want your spot. So that's what I see here is a guy that's struggling to move on. Can he do it at 31? Hang he works up. his ass off. Hang he could up. potentially come in and be a guy that can carry it every once in a while. Locker room, maybe locker room veteran guy. Why? Why <laughs> though? Like, but you're saying on. that from his perspective. It's time. You was ill. You were the illest. You took too much time off. This football, football demands way too much of you. Um, physically mentally you know and you, you you're not as effective anymore why would you want to just come back like yeah like hang just hang it up walk away gracefully yeah but, it's over but, it's over Le'Veon. especially if it's only one team right i mean you wanted to be a rapper you spent a lot of your time in season and off season trying to be a rapper like why you, you, why didn't you take <laughs> that like that that's obviously Ooh, what the, the 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 plan was post career post football Where's the album? Hang that up too. (laughs) (laughs) Ain't no 31-year-old rappers. Yeah. I mean, you can be. I just saw something. Jay-Z didn't uh, drop his first album until he was 26. That was the 90s, though. That's when rappers were 25 and up. What? I mean, come on. Now you're like 11 and up. Pac-Man Jones about to turn 40. He's dropping jams. (laughs) I mean. No comment. Killer Mike out here getting (laughs) Grammys at 48 and all of that. Right. It's. There's no Who? Killer Mike Killer won Mike. three last yeah, night. Yeah, but he's been consistent, BC. No, he hasn't. Yeah, he has. He has. He has been consistent. He's been an has artist. He been and only an artist. Yeah, he's been dropping a lot of. He's been dropping a lot of stuff. He's been dropping yeah. things throughout the years. This is the first time he's actually getting recognized. And, oh wow. Yeah. All right, so, but let's put a number on it, guys. What percent? It could be negative, but what percent are we putting on it that Le'Veon is going to do another down in the NFL? I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go five percent. There's always a chance, right? Because all you need is a workout. So if he actually goes out there and works his ass off, and he actually looks good, he looks strong, he's fast, fast. He might get a workout, and if the workout goes good, he might get a get an opportunity at a mini camp or training camp. Bro. You might get an opportunity. Bro. We've seen some crazy stuff happen why? in sports before. B. Why? First of all. Wasn't we just talking about earlier this year about how the the running back uh, position is not getting respected? They're not so for how much? What is he coming back for? A dollar? But it, he'll get he'll get he'll get veteran minimum, which is right around a million dollars. But I don't I don't think it's a I don't I I don't think it's about the money for for him. I think it's about the opportunity, and he's trying to do a make good. Remember a couple months ago, Le'Veon came out on social. He had to apologize. Well, he apologized to Pittsburgh fans. He apologized. Uh, to Coach Tomlin, how he acted and how he exited Pittsburgh, right? Like, man, if they stayed together, you're talking about him, Big Ben, Big Ben Roethlisberger, uh, Antonio Brown. They even had Martavius Brown. Like, bro, they had it. Yeah, mm-hmm. they had it. Yeah, they Pittsburgh did. Steelers haven't been the same since. They haven't been able to recover. So if he's able to come back and just, you know, play his role off the bench, not really expect anything, don't cause any trouble, just make the roster. Don't go out there, at, you know, stomping about why he's not getting touches. All right, then, cool. If you just want to come back and be a good Pittsburgh Steeler, but not coming back expecting you to 
do anything like not not at this point nothing major yeah well well listen that's why i said five percent chance okay because like it doesn't make sense i don't think it i i I don't believe it's going to happen right and and i like to gamble a little bit i like to bet a little bit and i would bet that he doesn't make it i wouldn't even give him the chance he had coming into the nfl Remember that percentage of college players? <laughs> <laughs> the percentage is 1.6. I'm right. not even giving them that much. <laughs> but, guys, we're six days away from the biggest game in the world. The Chiefs are going for three titles in the last five seasons and could be the first team with back-to-back <clears throat> sorry, back-to-back championships since the Patriots in the early 2000s. Which brings me right to the first question of the show. If Kansas City gets the job done Sunday, would this dynasty be better than either of Brady's dynasties? Gets the job done Sunday. I don't like the question. Um, I, I, really don't, I really don't like the topic. But look, there's some things in life you don't like. You know, it's like, uh, I, who cares? Who cares? Right, like, which one would be better? Is that the mm-hmm. question? Which would one? this dynasty be better than either of Brady's dynasties? Correct. <sighs> it's special. Too, too I, I think I, I would say, I would say potentially, yes. I'm, you got to think about it. This kid, what he's done, and his trajectory right now, I can't. Can you name another quarterback or any other player that's had a better start to their NFL career? Only Tom Brady. No, not even no, Tom not Brady. Not even Tom Brady. Not even Tom Brady. Look at go look at Tom Brady's first couple of years, like and 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 how he did how it. He got we're talking it, yeah. about Patrick Mahomes coming in, and the first thing we're talking about is look at the different ways he's throwing the ball. Like we're talking about fireworks every single Sunday, right? And then mm. you go out there and you get your team. To the AFC Championship, how many years in a row? And then you win two. You got an opportunity to win another one. This is special. That's why this he's so special. And this start to his career is so amazing, second to none, that he's already started the conversation as the GOAT. I was watching here, watch, I was sitting here earlier, waiting for you gentlemen to come in. And on ESPN, you had one of the guys that was first take at Stephen A. Smith, and you had um Mad Dog. Mad Dog said that. He believes he's already the GOAT. And, and he's not the only one. Now, how idiotic that is. It's idiotic. But he still started this conversation. And Mad Dog is not the only one out there that think that Patrick Mahomes is already the GOAT. Yeah. So, well, let me <clears> – sorry, guys. My pushback – my only pushback is this. So we know Brady came in 2000. Yep. Then Bledsoe went down, and that's how Brady got the position. So – Brady won, let's say as a starter, his first three Super Bowls in the span of four years, right? With uh, Mahomes, he's winning. Say that again. Brady came in and won his first three. As a starter, I'm saying. He came in and won his first three in four years. And this would be Mahomes' fifth appearance in his sixth year, but I'm only counting the last five years would have given him three. So what I'm trying to say is that Brady was able to do it in, a, in, in less time. And, and granted, he probably went to the Super Bowl early. I don't want to count that against Mahomes. But he, the first one he, he filled in for uh, 
what it was. Bledsoe. Uh, Bledsoe. Correct. That's right. So, you know, it's kind of like a you don't really want to count that season. They didn't you win can. anything. You can. But as a full-time starter, he won it in the first three times in the first four years. Yeah, listen, Does that uh, not count for anything? <clears throat> it I'm, does. It does. It does count for it does count for something. Um, but the thing that's special about Patrick Mahomes is how he how he's doing it. You know, right now, I don't – I mean, only Aaron Rodgers, the only one that can have an argument of, like, the best quarterback. Not the GOAT, the best quarterback. Best quarterback, I'm talking about, you know, you got to have the IQ, have the leadership, but we're talking about throwing the ball, the talent, the arm talent, the physical you, tools. You're taking chips out of it is what Take you're saying. Take chips out of it. Okay. Take chips out of it. Patrick Mahomes is – the best quarterback ever. And this is my first time saying it because I've been saying I've been saying Aaron Rodgers is the best thrower of the football ever. So I'm just talking about from a, the, the, the gift, the physical gift, being able to get it done at any moment, in any way. Even that the, the mindset. He has the same mindset as Tom Brady. Things ain't going right. He's heated. He's throwing pads. He's throwing helmets. They might be down two scores, three scores. He's not giving up. So, so... The, the the only thing that stands out to me in there, you know, why why Patrick Mahomes has an argument is because Patrick Mahomes is doing it with a lot of style. He's doing it with a lot of flair. Tom Brady wasn't getting it done like that. Was yeah. he getting it done? Absolutely, but not like this. Yeah, he was born. If you, I mean, if we calling it just yeah. on the eye, you know what I mean? Like he was precise, precision, and all that. Mahomes going out there, he might break a play. I do something that's just like you said, the yeah. style, man. The style, the flair is just. Yeah, that's what we got. All you got to do is look at. Okay, look at the highlights. Who who's made more highlight reels? Right. That's, that's what we're saying right. here. Yeah. Yeah, this is combat sports. <laughs> yeah, <for real. laughs> right. Who His highlight reel would be yeah. way more sick. But um, all right, guys, let's let's do or die. One game on the line. Brady or Mahomes. Ooh, one game. Mm, that's you got to win this one. You got to win it. We you know Brady got it. that winner's mentality. Mahomes is that beast. Mm. Listen, I ain't going to be disrespectful to the GOAT, bro. Because you can even look at the the you know postseason record. It's not even close how long he's done it and the sustainability of it. So <clears throat> numbers don't lie. Right. Okay? And you have a bigger sample size uh, when you look at Tom Brady. We're talking about two dudes that are phenomenal, two dudes that are once in a lifetime. And so I'm going to go with the guy who's who's done it longer. I'm going to go with Tom Brady. I'm not going to be disrespectful to Tom Brady. Like, yes, do I think uh, Patrick Mahomes now is the best thrower of the football ever? <laughs> and it's hard for me because I love how Aaron Rodgers throwing. That's hard. That's hard. It's hard. Yes. But man, Tom Brady, come on! Like, let's not be disrespectful to this guy. Yeah, you talking I, about winning? He was down twenty-eight to three. I think the conversation alone is a little bit disrespectful. <laughs> yeah, if we being like, a hundred, boot if we, Brady. If we being a hundred, I think the conversation right now is a little bit disrespectful. Bro, he's been in the league four years. Who you talking about? Mahomes. You mean no, six. six. I mean six, six. years. Sorry. But this is four me. times for the uh, Super Bowl. Bro, he still has at least another six to play. At the least. 
barring some crazy injury that just p- puts him down. Like, let him let, – let us be able to get to the end and look back and then put them both side by side. Is he on his way to being the GOAT or one of the greatest? Yes, but I don't – Brady just finished. Bro, listen, and I still haven't seen <laughs> – when you think about Tom Brady, BC, and Wu, we're talking about one of the greatest competitors ever, okay? So Patrick Mahomes – over the last six years, had the best head coach in football, has a Hall of Fame tight end. And I'm not get, I'm not taking anything from him, right? And then you got Spags, who's one of the best defensive minds. So just like all these other quarterbacks, Tom Brady included, surrounded surrounded by amazing personnel, all over the place in the building, from scouting down to the second and third stringers. All right. But, and I'm saying all that to say, these last six years, this is the first year that he's really, 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 like, had some real, real, real um, adversity. Right? Think about it. Yeah. We never really see them blown out. Mm-hmm. All right? Now, has he had to fight <clears throat> through injuries and do things like that? And co- he has some comebacks? Yeah. Been in some battles? Yes. But we talk about Tom Brady, and I go back to just the one thing. The one big game that we're, we'll always talk about, one of the greatest comebacks ever in all of sports, Tom Brady, 20, down 28-3, to three, ATL. which was seven years ago today. All right, give me a Patrick Mahomes in that situation, a couple of those. Tom Brady's been in a bunch of those situations. That just happened to be yeah. on one of the biggest stages. So give, give me – Patrick Mahomes in one of those situations. Let's see what happens. Yeah. Like, we haven't had that yet, have we? We had shootouts with him and Josh Allen. But have we seen him come back when when he had a 2%, 3% chance of winning? So when you ask me the question, Andrew, one game, who am I going to take? Got to have it. I'm taking that guy. Why wouldn't I? Down 28-3, yeah, to three, 20, bro. Yeah, that's what I'm saying, man. <laughs> Put some respect on young Brady, man. <laughs> Brady coming out here, yeah, nah. I got to see Mahomes do one of those. Uh, he got to do give me a seventeen and 0, 18 and 0 undefeated season run through. Then I will be like, yeah, nah. He's yeah. I, <clears throat> I did a little bit of research. It looks like the most right now he's done is three comebacks of 10, 10 points or more. They don't say exactly how many, but Los Angeles Chargers, Las Vegas Raiders, and San Francisco. But but the but but on the other the flip side of this argument can be as well like he's that good where he's never going to be down like that that's facts that's facts that's facts that's why so many conversations man look listen everybody out there listening to us on the airwaves this is what happens in sports talk okay we just go out here and make up shit when we don't have things to talk about (laughs) it's super bowl week we're six days away from one of the biggest games uh in all of sports and these are the conversations. You turn on any network. People are talking about GOAT and the best Super Bowls, all these things. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, we're, we're, we're debating, you know, Patrick Mahomes and Tom Brady. At the end of the day, you're in great hands with whoever you have. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> right? Oh, I got his biggest comeback right here. It's high in school? 2020. In high school? No, no, no. 2020 <laughs> versus the Houston Texans. He was down 24-0 after the first quarter. Say, up, say that again. He was down twenty four zip after the first quarter. By the Kansas City was down. This is playoffs they, or regular season? Divisional playoffs. 
Oh, I think I remember that game. Mm-hmm. Mm. In 2020, they trailed 24-0 going okay. into the second. Okay. Guess how much he won by? How many? Didn't they put it like 40? 51-31. <laughs> 20 point. Oh, my God. Like, he destroyed. <laughs> so, what's y'all, so, what's your answer then? Who you going with? Because me and BC with Tom. I'm going with Old Faithful. Tom. Tom. You're going with Old Faithful, yeah. I think what you said though is because we have enough we have enough data on him to know what he can do, so the trust is there. But guys, let's move forward. We're gonna go to the other side of the field. Actually, we got Brock Purdy coming up, Mister Relevant. So Brock Purdy has certainly gone through his share of criticism this season. Many saying he is lucky to have a great roster around him, and others simply saying he is a game manager. Purdy was asked about the label of game manager, and this is what he had to say. How does it hit you, though, when you're referred to as a game manager? I think it's sort of funny just because, you know, we're winning. I think over time I might get some respect, but more than anything, it hasn't been about proving people wrong or any of that. It's, it's always been about, you know, just proving myself right. You know, over time I've told myself that, you know, I'm good enough and I'm worthy enough to be playing at this level, and over time I'll prove that to myself. You good. So, first of all, Purdy needs some facial hair. That's the first thing I'll say. Like, my man's is a little too clean shaven, but I, I mean, talk about an underdog story. His first nickname was Mr. Irrelevant, and now he's gone to Mr. Relevant. Right. And you know what's the best is that he's keeping that, that, that still, stoic type of confidence about himself that, you know, allows him to sit in that seat right. and not feel afraid to answer that question. So... Purdy's saying that one day he may get respect. So given all the attention on Mr. Relevant, how much pressure is on Purdy to play well this Sunday? Uh, It's the same thing that we talked about uh, last week or the last two weeks, right? When we went through all these scenarios with all these quarterbacks. Yeah. The only pressure that's on Purdy is don't mess it up. Like we're not – when's the last time we went out there and said, oh, my goodness, Purdy was so amazing. He was the difference. That's not this That's team. That's not his story, yeah. No, it's Debo Samuels contributing. It's, it's Brock Purdy. If you watch the games, he's going to make his plays. So it's Brock Purdy. Excuse me. You got Memphis calling me from all the way from Spain. He wants me to come over to his 30th birthday. So I might be in Madrid next week. He's FaceTiming me. Memphis to pay. But anyways, but it's it's Brock Purdy. If, you, if you're watching these games, Brock Purdy is going to make his plays. And then you got Christian McCaffrey. And then you got Coach Shanahan, right? So it's a team effort. It's a team effort. Um, Brock Purdy just can't F it up. That's it. And I'm not taking anything away from Brock Purdy. It's just this is not the Brock Purdy show. Right. I love Brock Purdy. I was one of the first on the bandwagon. I seen it first game, second game. I said, okay, they're good. They're good. They're good, right? And so I, I like this kid. I think he's going to have a hell of a game. It's going to be a, a, a an amazing Super Bowl Sunday, and I'm, I, it's going to be fun to watch him. And then I just go back to, you know, this conversation around him. To me, it makes no sense. This kid was you, – you called him Mr. Relevant. Why did you call him Mr. Relevant? Because that's his nickname, because he came in as the last pick in the draft, and they call that person Mr. Irrelevant. <laughs> For that kid to come out his rookie year and do what he did and then continue to do that over the last – how many years? Two years? Yeah. Like, come on, man. Yeah. Who, why why are no. we knocking this kid now? We should be celebrating this yeah, kid. Yeah, Brock Purdy, man. Put some respect on Brock Purdy. 
Agreed. Agreed. But guys, let's play a game. Uh, if Purdy wins this Super Bowl, I want to know if you would rather give him or have him as your franchise QB over these names. So similar to that CJ Stroud game we played a couple weeks ago. Uh, let's begin with someone I know that you put a lot of value on B. Would you rather have Purdy or Joe Burrow? Oh, I'm going with Joe Burrow. It's not even a it's not even a debate, right? Like, but I do think that Joe Burrow we, we need to see Joe Burrow come out and have a healthy year and get his team back on track. We don't know what the hell that was uh, this past year, starting in training camp with the calf, then coming in and then ending his year with a wrist. Uh, but they also they all they all, they also started terrible. There was the first there was a couple games where they he didn't even throw over 100 or 200 yards. Like what the hell was going on in Cincinnati? But mm-hmm. Joe Burrow, like we said last week, Joe Burrow to me is Joe Montana. I wouldn't be surprised if if Joe Burrow ends up with three or four rings. Wouldn't be surprised at all. Oh well, if he does, then is he in the conversation? Well, I know we we got to get back to the game, but I'm saying, (laughs) are we going to start saying Joe Burrow's a goat and is he better than Mahomes? Like then that conversation starts if that were to happen. Well, listen, I heard a stat earlier. It's not my information, so I don't. You know, I'm still in here, but I think it was somebody on ESPN maybe. Uh, that said that uh, I think it was, um, you know, it was Woody, Big Woody. Come on, bro. What you want from me? These battle lines you're crossing, bro. <laughs> what you want from me? That's his name. You could have just left it at Woody. <laughs> uh, he, but he's Damian Woody. Is If you know Damian Woody, man, 400 pounds. <laughs> You got to throw something else in there, man. You know, we ain't know. We ain't know. Pause. I'll throw a pause in there. So pause this. Big Woody. <laughs> On ESPN, he was like, Brady, if you look at it, Brady, his Hall of Fame career legacy didn't really start taking off until 30. Like 30 was the age, right? So I'm saying that because when you look at Joe Burrow, right, Joe Burrow – he has a lot of ground to cover, but can he go on a crazy run? Potentially, but then you still got to deal with Patrick Mahomes. And so I if I had like if I had to pick, I would say no. He can still win 2, 3, 4 maybe, but that ain't going to put if Patrick Mahomes is if they're battling it out, it's, it's, if it's going through them two. That's right. Patrick Mahomes is the guy that because means- of how he started and yeah. His trajectory, BC. No, I'm saying you're right, but you then you're saying Burrow would have to go through Mahomes and three or four times. That's so, right. You know what Burrow's gonna be? Who's the highest be? paid QB? Cause Cincinnati ain't got nothing else going on, and they gonna pay him the bag. That's how I see Joe Burrow. I'm sorry, he got to have a full season with no injuries for me to believe in him. Mm, yeah. Just that position. I mean, you're getting attacked every single play. And this seems like something that's more internal, but let's move on, guys. So next up is Purdy or Justin Herbert? Purdy or Justin Herbert? I'm going with Justin Herbert. Um, <clears throat> you know, I, 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 we it, he, Purdy could potentially be like this Drew Brees type guy. Right when when we look up in ten years, it's like wow, he's amazing. You know, you got to look at his numbers now. Uh, I say that 
you know, it's not the Brock Purdy show, but his numbers are phenomenal. He's top five in most of these quarterback categories. So he is putting up big numbers, and you're just not a system player. You can't just be a system player to do that, right? Um, But I need to see it. It's like Drew Brees, the first couple years with Drew Brees, when he got when he was in San Diego, are you going to take Drew Brees over Peyton Manning or Tom Brady or all these other guys? And then when you look at uh, you know Drew Brees, even when he was in New Orleans, it's the same conversation the first couple of years. Like I think it's going to take time for him to be in that discussion um, to, to 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 replace some of these guys. If you go out there right now and you put both of these quarterbacks on the field, any quarterback coach, any offensive coordinator, any general manager, any scout. 10 out of 10 is going to pick Justin Herbert. Now, there is a big question mark around Justin Herbert. You're putting up all these amazing yards, all this amazing production, but you're not getting it done with all this talent. Some of these guys overcome coaching. Some of these guys overcome, you know, uh, uh, a lack of talent around them. Even Joe Burrow. Joe Burrow was able to get his team to a Super Bowl with the worst offensive line in football. Then he comes out and says, I ain't worrying about the offensive line. I don't care. I'll get it done regardless. That's his mindset. So, uh, no, I'm not taking Brock Purdy over Justin Herbert or Joe Burrow. Okay. Okay. This is a tough one because of leadership. Is it? Yeah, I think so Well, because of leadership. Me. Okay, leadership. Jalen Hurts. Ooh. Because Brock Purdy hasn't shown that leadership. Sorry. I, I think he's shown it in different ways. This is this is yeah. a tough one. You are right. What, you got something, BC? No, no, I'm good. Yeah, I think he has shown <laughs> – I mean, he's showing leadership right now. He's managing his squad all the way to the Super Bowl. I Listen, mean, I'm taking I'm taking, I'm taking, taking Jalen Hurts. I'm taking Jalen Hurts right now. Mm. That's a tough one. Because they, they – Jalen Hurts was just in the Super Bowl last year. That was last year. Right now, I think I'm going to take Brock Purdy. Recency bias. I can't do it. I can't do it. We got Mr. Irrelevant. Like, come on. I know our scouts make some bad decisions, and we have a lot of busts. But come on now. He was Mr. Irrelevant for a reason. Jalen Hurts, what, he went second round? Mm-hmm. Come on, like I'm taking Jalen Hurts. And, and both of them, at this point, both of them did the same thing, got their team to the Super Bowl. True, true. So I, I, I ain't ready to give up on Jalen Hurts. Not that easy. No, <laughs> no. That's why I said it might be a tough one, man, because that leadership. It ain't just leadership. It's, it all, just, it's just production. It's, it's the whole thing. But right. that, that is that is that is Jalen Hurts' superpower for sure. This one is I'm only calling this one tough because of your opinions in recent weeks. C.J. Stroud. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Come on. C.J. Stroud for president. What are we talking about? Did you see Stroud the kid in the Pro Bowl? President. Did you see the highlight? Yeah. In the 707. Yeah, they, yeah you see it. Yeah, yeah okay. Yeah. Yeah. A couple of, what did he say? Hey, guys. He, he told the big tight end. He said, go, hey. Juku, Nuku, whatever. <laughs> he said, go be big. <laughs> Juku, Nuku. No, I hope that ain't no pause. He said, go be big, right? And he said, look, here's the play. Play number 10, verbatim. Play number 10. Hey, go be big. And if y'all ain't open, go get open. That's one thing. Ooh, you, you know how that feels as a wide receiver in a huddle with a quarterback with that type of swagger, with that type of confidence? <laughs> oh, my goodness, boy. <laughs> what? And then, and, then, and then the highlight, he, he boom. He got pressure on him. He rolls to the left against his throwing arm. 
Then he throws a dime. Who was that to Jamar Chase? Throws a dime. I can't lie. I did see a catch yesterday from Tua to Chase that looked like he wanted to reconsider his options. Chase? (laughs) Yeah. The way the ball came in his hand, he looked at it. He was like, damn, that accuracy was on point. What? what? Oh, well, oh you, you, you saying that he's questioning this? Joe Burrow? Well, he he might be questioning how good Tua is. I ain't saying he questioning oh, Tua, Joe Burrow. Oh, get out of here. You I'm think- just saying, hey, what Tyreek said, most accurate QB he's ever played with. He didn't play with and Joe so Burrow. so is Joe Burrow. Yeah, he, hasn't, he ain't played <laughs> with that, Joe when Burrow. That wrist, <laughs> when that wrist working. Please. All right. Last, not least, but probably not going to get over Purdy, Dak. Go ahead, BC. <laughs> Go on, Purdy. You know why. You know why. Can't trust Dak. Can't trust him. Can't trust him. Can't trust, can't Dak. trust him. Nah. Come I'm going on. with Purdy. I'm I'm going with I'm going with Dak. I'm going with Dak. It's just hard. I gotta see more from Purdy. Like, and I'm high on Purdy. I'm high on Purdy. I wish I had I wish we had like a sound bite of all the things I was saying. You know, from day one with Purdy, and I felt like I was one of the only ones over there. Everybody looking at me like I'm crazy. So it's, I'm just being real, you know, high on Purdy, but I ain't going to go out there and say, oh, I'm going to take you over all these guys that's been doing it for five, six, seven, eight years, please. That's what I got for Dak. <laughs> <laughs> Bro, but he's done it in a quarter of the time that Dak's had a career. You know what? All right, I'm going to go Purdy on this one. <laughs> I'm going to go Purdy on like, this let's one. Go, yeah, let's, let's go, B. Let's go, man. Sorry, Sorry Dad. Purdy, man. like, look, I'll go Purdy. Let's but go with damn, Purdy. just two years ago, this man was averaging 500 yards of offense. Granted, but he's been in the league for eight years. He was up for MVP this year. Like, what is the problem? Why do why we do this? Why are we hating on that good man? Was he not going gotta to be go a go further. You got to go further. Leave the hype. Don't believe but the everybody, hype. But don't believe the hype. But everybody was saying MVP, MVP, nah, MVP. Who's everybody? It sounded like Jerry Jones was saying that. <laughs> sound, yeah, it sounded like the Dallas PR team was out there <laughs> the beating the drums. <laughs> Chill. <laughs> they were sending out all, yeah. all, all, all the uh, constituents. Um, oh, guys, it's time for our favorite game. What's the word? So, Brandon, you're going to fill in the blank for our audience. The big news in the NBA is Joel Embiid's injured knee. He will need to undergo a procedure that will keep him out for some time. And although there is a chance he can return this season, we want to know what's the word. Joel's chances of ever winning a title title in Philly are they're done. And I know BC, ever B, B, yeah BCs are yeah bleak yeah bleak would you say bleak yeah bleak right like bc's wow. a resident uh nba guy but you look at joel and b joel and b came into the nba uh, in 2016 okay so this is his what his ninth year one two three four five six seven eight this is his eighth year he came into the league with what saying trust the process so availability is everything is the best ability there you go and so mm-hmm. he came in not available and then going through his career he hasn't really been available you got to be available to actually get there right let alone winning mm. and even look at last year he went down last year well look at his first two years he didn't play for injured foot that's right, right. so so I, it's not because of his talent like if you if you tell me he's the most dominant player in the NBA now, now, now you got the boy out there in Denver over the last two years, 
He stopped eating all them Twinkies and stuff, and the Joker's <laughs> he's serious now. Joker's for real. He's for real. But to me, I've, I've said this for a couple of years, and I'm not wavering because the Joker been in his bag for two years, like really been in his bag two, three years. But he's the most dominant player in the NBA. But the reality is the field is so strong. There's more uh, parity in the NBA. Anybody can win. You got a tough East when you look at the Bucks. you look at the Celtics. They're not going nowhere for a couple of years. You're 30. Is he 30, 31? How old is he? Let me 20, see. Um, oh, 29, sorry. I think. Sorry. Maybe 30. He's 29, 30. Joel Embiid is 29. He'll be so 30 in less than that's like right. 20, 30 days. Come though. on. His his best days his best days are right now. Yeah. yeah. And he's injured. His prime right now, like, yeah, his chances are bleak of getting the, getting the ring, especially if he has to sit out an extended amount of time. Um, you know, Philly's uh, team situation as far as next year and having that roster, they don't even know what it's looking like. Um, yeah, no, I don't. I, I think it's more than bleak. Done, dead, stinking. Like right now, yeah, because he would have had to be there right now this year. This is, I wouldn't say their best opportunity, but they have a really good chance of doing it. And it's just always going to be one of those things where he's always going down. That knee is a problem. It's a problem. But like B said, Embiid is one of the most dominant players today. Him, Jokic, Giannis is really kind of uh, to take uh, whose word sad. <laughs> you gonna take my word? Yeah. It's sad. He said, "Oh, I just caught that." That boy said, "Sad. It's sad." Like, hey, I'm what? owning that. Sad. That boy had the hottest take in all sports radio sad. that week. He said so, that this might be a little disrespectful, <laughs> mm-hmm. but are we looking at Joel Embiid like the NBA's Joe Burrow? Well, I'm not. I don't. Well, I listen. I just been saying that the last all the potential month or so. Just... No, I can't even throw Joe Burrow in there. Yeah, can't throw Joe Burrow in there. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And no. Bede's been getting it done. He has – the man just dropped 72 weeks ago. Like, he's – and Bede is the truth, man. And he's going – he's gone out and showed it, except for when it's time – when it, <clears throat> excuse me, when it counts, playoffs, um, and then just being available and being on the court has been a real big problem for Embiid. But um, yeah. I don't know. He's just going to have to tough it out. I don't know how many more years we're going to be able to get. Also being a big man, right? There's always that that prone to like knee injuries being that part, more severe. Yeah, exactly. Like you don't want to jump as much. Exactly. It's all you're already big, and then you have a knee tr- knee problems, surgeries. Yeah. Like yeah, it takes a toll. And I mean, at this point, I don't think he'll be a candidate for MVP anymore with the new rules that right. I believe the NBA's put down. I think right. it was like a 65 game 65 you must games. play. Uh-huh. And there was a couple other things, but with him, I'm already looking through his record. He's been inactive at least probably eight or nine times already. So, you know, with that already happening, knee injury, surgery, potential, probably missed two, three months. Yeah. Uh, this, this, I hope this isn't the downfall. I hope he still has a good year or two behind uh, in front of him. But I mean, when he's on the court, he's going to produce. Like, you can rely on that. Like, when he's on the court. So I don't I don't think his career is over per se, but as far as them getting a championship, yeah, he's got to be able to put. No, I'm note. saying like this could be he's coming down from the mountain is what I'm saying. Mm. Uh, yeah, I don't know if he's coming down. I think he still have probably another three years probably at I the top of the mountain uh, at the India? top. Yeah, yeah, because okay. he can shoot. Because he can shoot and facts, his facts, facts. his game is not predicated on just the paint. Yeah, like he can he can step outside. <laughs> yeah. He can no, go I'm worried there. about biology. 
Like yeah. you can't just be that tall and not have injuries in your yeah, in but your that's ligaments what, and joints. Yeah, but it's all right. If it was just to dominate in the post, then I would say yes, right? But this dude can beat you in so many different ways. That's why he's so dominant, bro. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He's like Elijah, Shaquille O'Neal, and KD all in one body. That's what it yeah. feels like. So the great players evolve, right? Michael Jordan, when he lost his step, what, he, what, what did he put in his bag? The fadeaway, right? right? He starts shooting, shooting better. So, um, you know, I expect him to do the same thing because he is a great. So I think the next two to three years he'll still be right there. But when you think about uh, make, uh, winning a, a, a title, there's just so many factors. You got to be healthy. You got to have the right guys around you. And also, you 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 got to compete at a high level. Look at it. You got Boston. You got uh, uh, the New Heat York. still. You got even New York coming. Like don't don't sleep on the Heat. Don't sleep on the Heat. You know he's always going to find a way to find find a a, con, uh, a contender, put together a contending team. Yeah, yeah. yeah the Bucks. Sure. How long they going to keep that thing together? The and Bucks then on the West. Right, like oh, you make it, then you okay. Who's who's standing on the over I mean, there on the Clippers west? Looking good you got right Denver, now. You got Minnesota, the Thunder on the way up. You know what I right. mean? You got the Clippers who are just looking incredible right now. So, yeah, yeah. Well, I see the Clippers. I don't see the Clippers. Well, they'll uh, die out around the, too many years. Yeah, and, and you talking about in the next couple of years, few years? Yeah, yeah, that's yeah, right. yeah. Nah, they'll they'll be down. You think the Thunder? You think the Thunder uh, is is real? Are you are you buying any stock in the Thunder? I am actually a little bit. I don't not championship stock, but they are. They're there. They make a couple of moves, add a couple maybe veteran pieces there, but they ha- they have it. They aren't have they lead? Aren't they, aren't they leading the West? Yeah, they're like tied for first in the West with Minnesota. Yeah, f- or they might be in first by yeah, half. They, game are 30, so. they are tied with Minnesota, thirty-five mm-hmm. and fifteen. Yeah, so Minnesota, Thunder <laughs> are good. Minnesota, you know they're looking good. See how they see what they do in the next couple of years. Because that, that team's not going to stay the way that it is right now just for salary cap implications, all that stuff. So they're not going to stay like that um, for too long. So, I mean, Gildress got to stay with OKC. Like, they got to make him a franchise player at this point. Oh, he is. You he know, is. so, like, if he's not already. Um, but, yeah, everybody else, I think, is expendable on that team. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. Discover why critics are calling Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes, the best film of the franchise. What a wonderful day! It's a jaw-dropping spectacle that demands to be seen on the biggest screen possible. I need to go. Hang on. It is our time. Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes, now playing only in theaters. Tickets on sale now. Rated PG-13. Some material may be inappropriate for children under 13. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. 
Let's talk a little bit about last night. Last night, there was a huge night for music. The Grammys. The Grammys was on. So we're going to talk about a wild story um, where rapper Killer Mike actually won three awards, including the best rap song and rap album. But then, almost like it was a parody, was arrested and taken out of the Crypto.com arena in handcuffs by police. So what's the word? Killer Mike being arrested after winning three Grammys was... Some bullshit. <laughs> Some bullshit. Like, man, come on, man. Like, I don't know what it was for. Um, apparently, there was some situation with the security guard, and then there was a discrepancy whether he was actually arrested or just being detained. They're still trying to sort that out, but that was some bullshit, man. The man just won three awards, went up there, cut a damn fool, let everybody know, like, it could still happen at 48. You know what I mean? So your ass can still get arrested at forty eight. Hold on, <laughs> I know. I, I got I got a CBS uh, news report that came out twenty seven minutes ago that says the suspect suspect has been identified as forty eight year old Michael Render. Suspect, no, no, <laughs> and booked for misdemeanor battery. I guess because he whooped their ass in them uh, categories. But the statement said adding Render has been released on zero bail. So it sounds like bullshit, right? Yeah. Well, it, it may can be something. I think. Listen, I I know, you know, Quavo and Offset had a situation backstage. I think it was last year. Um, you know, there was people talking about that. Lil Wayne had a situation where, you know, like the 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 executives of the Grammys had to go get Lil Wayne coming in. So these things always happen. You're talking about the biggest stars in the world coming to one place, a lot of ego, uh, you know, and if you haven't been around stars, and it comes to rules, they 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 feel like they're above the oh, rules, right. right? Let me say we too. Sometimes yeah, I feel yeah. like I'm above the rules, right? It's like, why am I waiting <laughs> in this line? Why do there. I got to go here? You mean to tell me I can't bring my camera in? This person can't come in. My security. Right. It's always a problem. And so for me, it's it's uh it's it's confusing a little bit. That's my word. It's confusing because you know what happened? What, what you know? Did he push somebody? Because when even we say battery, battery doesn't mean he put his hands on somebody, right? Right. It's like it could be just. A threatening position, yeah. I believe, right? Yeah, yeah. I think I believe right. so. Yeah, no, yeah. that's assault. That's no, no, no. Assault. assault is actually putting your hands like, on yeah, somebody. Yeah, like physical. The battery, I think, is what you described as a, it could just be a, you know, a threatening situation or, you know, a, a severe verbal altercation, something. Oh no. It says assault is a verbal or physical yeah, threat that makes another person fear for their safety, while yeah. battery occurs when the perpetrator causes bodily okay. harm or makes physical oh, yeah. contact against the victim's will. Yeah, he put he he put it he put his hands on somebody, shoved somebody, something like that. I'm not surprised by that. And then when they were detaining him, they took him into a room in the back. You know, you see that video of him going into like some type of holding room within um the what do they call crypto.com now, uh -huh. Staple Center, whatever it's called. Mm -hmm. Uh when he went in there, I was like, "All right, they'll work this out, right?" right. Like they—they've been—they they have these situations every single year with these stars, right? They got to have some type of order. But at the end of the day, you know, they're not going to make it a big deal. So uh, I'm glad that he's out, and I'm glad but that he's, he have he's to going go in cuffs. Like, how severe was this situation? Did he have to be handcuffed? Like, the man is just one. You know what I mean? Like, he just won three Grammys. How severe yeah, was this? Can he have some grace? Yeah, like how severe was this push that or or punch that was like, yo, we got to take you out of here in cuffs right now, right, sir. Right. Like, as soon as you get off the stage, let's go. So yeah, I wonder how that went, but that might have been the line too far, right, BC? What putting them in actual cuffs? 
Like, okay, walk with me, maybe have some. Yeah, yeah, that's like, why. That's why was the, like, were the cuffs necessary? Could we had just walked him to this back room and detained him here <laughs> until we figured out what's going on? But you know, I guess with the name like Killer Mike, they felt maybe a little threatened. <laughs> 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 we don't know what he's man. capable of. Let's guys. put this man in cuffs. He is a killer. <laughs> but guys, the next, what's the word we're gonna move into is something I'm. I'm, I'm actually kind of passionate about as a '90s NBA fan. Um, I'm currently an NBA fan, but I'm speaking directly to the 90s and back. So Steph Curry dropped 60 points in a loss to Atlanta Saturday night. And remember when scoring 60 was actually really good? Y'all remember that, right? Yeah, that was a big deal. (laughs) That was a really big deal back in the day. Well, Curry was the fifth player to score 60-plus points in the last two weeks. Uh, Many are pointing at defense. So what's the word? Defense in the NBA is... BC lacking. <laughs> Defense Bullshit. in the NBA is lacking. Um, I don't know. It's the the games changed, and obviously, like yeah, with the rules and stuff like that, they've kind of like emphasized more of the offensive game. So yeah, it's kind of the the defense in the NBA is suffering a little bit. But I think it's because people want to see your favorite pay, your favorite players score. You want to see some back and forth. And stuff like that. Maybe the the defense was just a little too boring for some folks, but yeah, I think it's lacking. We can bring it back. I don't have a problem. Me personally, I don't have a problem with these sixty point games, though. I think really? it's exciting. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, you got your stars coming out there now. If you had a bench player coming off the bench, scoring fifty points, <laughs> we've got point. a problem. Like, yeah. the, the league is in trouble. You know what I mean? Yeah. But it's your stars, Steph, Joel, Giannis, Luca. Like, this is what you want your stars to do. You want them to go out there and show out. You want to put a product on the floor that people be like, oh, damn, did you see so-and-so play last night? Did you see Steph? He shot me. He made 12 threes. You know what but, I mean? But, but granted, like, we have that, and people can still do that because they did it before. But are you not – like, what about competition? I think it's still competition because, again, he scored 60 and they lost. So it's not Granted. like, you know, so the game is still competitive. They're still going out there competing. He's All right, so let me speak from this side. Could Curry have been more competitive by passing the ball instead of scoring 60 points and maybe getting the ball more motion, meaning that maybe, okay, the defense on the other side, they didn't Atlanta, they didn't care, right? But if you know your team is down and you're at 48 points or 42 points, let's say, do you really need to score 18 more? I mean, we like, got to see. Can you try to win? We've got to see. Maybe he was trying to win. I got the hot hand. Give me the ball. You know how B be like with, the, like wide, with the wide receivers? Be like, yo, give me the ball. Like, yeah, when he got hot, give me the ball. I'm shooting. Let's go. I'm going to take us to the victory. Unfortunately, he didn't get the victory. So the game, I don't know if it's taken that much away from the game if it's still competitive. It's not like he scored 60 and they won by 30. It's. It, they're actually Does it matter that playing. no one else on the team scored above 16 points? <laughs> BC, this is ridiculous. I mean, it, Sorry, 17 points. BC, this is ridiculous. It matters how many this people This is grinding my gears. How many people? <laughs> how many people scored in double figures on 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 the team? 4. Two were bench players. Okay. So, maybe somebody <clears throat> maybe they were cold. Maybe they weren't getting the shots. Maybe Andrew Wiggins had two and only shot 6 times. You don't think them 38 shots that Curry put up could have shared maybe six more with him, get him hot? Yeah. He only made one shot. How many assists did Curry end up with? Four. Okay, so, yeah, he didn't. Draymond had eight. 
Okay. And I just and what I'm saying eight, is I just feel Jamal like the game isn't being distributed correctly. I mean, it's not always going to be that way. I mean, Golden State has been known to spread the ball around. You know what I mean? Like they yeah. they, they pass the ball. Clay, Draymond, he plays power forward, uh, point forward. Like it's not like they have a uh, selfish setup there where it's just Curry. But some nights you're gonna go to Curry. You're gonna go to your hot hand. They haven't been playing well. Maybe he just felt like you know what tonight's tonight. I'm I'm trying to take this home and make sure we get a victory. A lot of What's that comes thoughts, into play. Man. Um... It's too easy. Like, what's happening right now in these last couple of weeks? You know ballers, what I'm saying? Like Ballers. The stars are shining. You said you don't like the product. The, it, they out there scoring. Well, this is what I was saying, right, all of last year. I'm like, it, it's changed. People keep talking about you need defense, you need defense. That's over. It's a, it's a new wave. It's a new NBA. It's about scoring the basketball, right? And uh, obviously we're talking about individuals dropping 60, 70, et cetera, et cetera. But just imagine when you have a couple little guys. Like, I'm taking offense over defense any day in this new NBA. And it's so hard, right? These guys' bags are different now. They're deeper, right? Like, this ain't just – You got seven-footers with handle. Right. Like, how do you stop that? Like, you you think about even our great – our best defenders are still giving up 30. Our best defenders. I'm only in the league – to play defense, and they still giving up 30. And that's a good night. Exactly. <laughs> the rules change. You can't touch them. Who, you know, who are we calling the best defenders, though? Ah, uh, The best defenders. I know Rudy right Gobert now. has been up there, but yeah. like that's for blocks mostly. Yeah, Rudy Gobert's up there. I mean, Paul George, I think, is still in the conversation. Mm. Um, Kawhi is still in the conversation. Um but these are Shake. all older players. I'm saying, like, who's, like, a, a 21 to 28-year-old leader in defense, like, really doing something with that? Like getting steals and blocks and stuff? Yeah. Um, I mean, that's a pretty good question. I don't I don't know who the young the young steal guys are. and, and, and uh, Like, right now, I'm going to base this just off a couple things, right? So we have current leaders of steals is – uh, Shy Gilgis, right? right? He has 111. He's good then on we have defense. Still percentage by Matisse Thibault, Thibault on uh-huh. Por- Portland. Mm-hmm. Um, what else would you reference as like, you know, maybe defensive rebounds? So the, uh, defensive Demontes, rebounds without steals, and, steals and blocks. Steals okay, and blocks. Okay, blocks. You got Walker Kessler. Okay. So these these guys are young, like 22. Uh, Walker Kessler for his block percentage, but Victor is leading blocks with 138. So they're there, I guess, right? Like, they're all young people, everyone I just named. But it's just, I guess it's just not as You have uh, defensive studs, but it's not even that. It's just team defense overall, too. You know what I mean? Mm. Like, you have defensive studs in the league, but it's also team defense. How is the team playing defense? So that's that also plays a big part into it, too, as well. Because if you, you know, you could have the, the, the greatest defender, but if your center is letting people thing or your guard is letting people blow by him, then, yeah. I get you. I get you. I mean, I like I, the way I started this, and I'll wrap it up here, but the way I started this was I was just a fan of the sport in the 90s because it came from both sides. Like, you had the bad boys of uh, Detroit. 
Mm-hmm. You know, they they literally limited Jordan's career, and then that forced him to be greater. And I think that's why I'm in defense of having better defenses because you will ultimately make better offensive players. You, you, I'm just I'm just sitting here listening to you guys and and just wrap, trying to wrap my head around this discussion and these guys that are scoring 60, 70 points just so easy now. I actually. And, and look, you can make fun of me all all, all you want, but I, I I I had game, and part of my game is I I play really good defense, right? Yeah. Like I played really good defense, and what made me a really good defender was I would take your, your you know what you did best away, mm-hmm. right? So you know just the fundamentals, BC, you know, and at the level I was playing, and it's different, mm-hmm. right, in the NBA, right? Mm-hmm. When you talk about high school, college basketball. You can push a guy to one side. Oh, he's left-handed. Push him to his right, right. or verse, vice right. versa, right? But then when you get to the NBA, these dudes can can handle the ball. Ambidextrous, right? Equally mm-hmm. as good, right? Right. But but then you know back then, and I, at all levels, right? You had big men that couldn't shoot. Yeah. So what you do? You just stay in the paint. Right. Let them shoot. Right. They mm-hmm. wouldn't even shoot. They wouldn't even look at shooting. Right. Right. They, so you didn't even have to guard them. All right, now you got to do who can shoot. What do you do? You you play them hard off the ball. You're not even going to touch this ball. You feel For me? Yeah. Or we're going to be hands in the face all day. Now, like these dudes, okay, you got a Steph Curry. <laughs> you got the Dame Lillard. All right, these boys can penetrate. They can handle the rock. They can do it all. So so what what, what do you usually do with a guy like that? You kind of back in the day, you kind of play off of him. Yeah, right. Right. I we ain't letting you get in here. Right. Let him shoot. Now, it's like they shooting lights out crazy, attempting what 12, 13, 14 threes a game. So exactly. now what you got to do? You got to p- go up to the perimeter. All right, we gonna yep. guard the perimeter now. <laughs> right. And we are gonna give up something behind me because you probably gonna get around me. So when you start doing that, guess what they doing now? They pulling from half court. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. BC, I, it's impossible. Or yeah. like when you see it's, Victor it's, no, with his crazy. handles. That, that's insane. That's to me, his cr- handles are crazy because he look like Mister Thin, and he just balling and crossing people up. What you think, BC? Yeah, no. When Banyama is is madness. <laughs> when no, he gets it's good, madness. it's the gonna way be bad. He dribbles, for the league. Like, it's good. Like That's it's gonna crazy. be so no. bad for this league. <laughs> he's good already. Like no, no. I mean, like when he understands, like, like the whole of it. I think he's still learning a lot right now. And Popovich yeah. learning yeah. how to work with his team. Yeah. He's, this is his first year in America like this. I'm talking about like year two or three. Like, he's BC. able to pull up from three. He got a mid range. He can put the ball on the floor, blow by you. I mean, once he's in the air, nobody's really even catching him. You know what I mean? Don't they always talk about Kevin Durant's? Um, Shooting apex is yeah. like ten feet. Yeah, he's got to be like twelve. No, it's ridiculous. thirteen feet. And in the then air. he's not the only one. You have Chet Holmgren mm-hmm. in in Oklahoma, who's also seven one. Bro, Put those balls on the floor. Be sick. Like those guys are huge, and they're out here just shooting the ball. Kristaps Porzingis mm-hmm. shooting the like. Yeah, Cat. so Cat's Cat, a shooter. Yeah, so you know you got big guys shooting the ball, stepping away from the basket. Now you can't crowd the paint. And then when they do get in the paint, you do have guys like uh, like a cat and oh, and B Rudy Gobert. and Jok- Jokic. Gobert not really so much on the offense. He's more of a no, no, no. I'm speaking guy. like uh, like defense. Yeah, meaning like when a big guy does decide to go in the, into right. the paint, right? Like you have guys like Rudy Gobert got, who are still willing to do defense. Exactly, but then you Rudy Gobert still is not. 
like when Banyama can just shoot over him. Yeah. You know but we I definitely mean? don't have like a Dikembe Mutombo in the league right now. Like for sure we don't have no one that's like owning the paint, wants to block your shot like that. Like everyone's block now is like on a fast break from behind, kind of block off the backboard. <clears throat> yeah. Like there's no one who wants – like I that again, just speaking to my nineties childhood, that's why I loved players like Dikembe. Mm. Cause you he gotta adjust. Your you gotta, you gotta like, evolve, no, no, no. Woo. The game is evolving. Yeah. You gotta evolve as a fan. Woo. It's evolving yeah. and devolving. Yeah, and devolving. Nah, I mean, that's, that's <laughs> it. Yeah. I mean, that's subjective. That's subjective. I love the '90s basketball, but also like, I don't want to. This isn't hockey. I don't want to see guys fighting all the time and beating each other up. I do want to see a play. I do want to see a play. But do you want to see flopping? I don't want to see flopping. That's you a result I mean? of too I much offense. I don't want to see flopping. But well, they, they come in, they can't, they crack down on it flopping. Yeah, they crack down on the flopping. You get fined now for the flopping. Um, I like offense. I like to see people, you know, when we saw AI doing all of that, I did want to see more of that. The crossover mm-hmm. dribbling, the pull-up jumpers, mm-hmm. like that shit was exciting. And we just have more of that now, but they just took away a lot of the physicality of it because, you know, these guys got tempers. So you bump them too hard, then it's, a fight. We got the yeah. we got the palace all over again. So, bro, I can't wait till the NBA season start in March, bro. Man, if you don't stop it, <laughs> <laughs> B, you didn't, you didn't even catch my joke. Bro. I heard you. I heard you. Don't <laughs> stop it, man. I can't that's wait right. till the NBA season start, bro. It started the committee. It started the committee already. that's going to get more people to follow. As NBA should postpone the start of the season until no post Super Bowl. Bro, I still I, – I haven't I, – I didn't even remember that we had an in-season tournament at this point. Nah. But, guys, I Am Athlete is partnering with Mobile One for our Behind the Drive series, and our latest guest is one of the best shutdown corners in the NFL and a budding superstar in Denver. Here's a little taste of our conversation with Broncos' Patrick Sertain. best thing about driving is just like the calmness of the ride just enjoying you know every mile you take you know just looking at the scenery and like every day when I wake up you know in Colorado I see the mountains for me being from South Florida and coming to Colorado and seeing mountains you know instead of beaches just sort of helps me understand that there's more things to life and just exploring the world while driving in a car at a moment of time, I think it's pretty great. Colorado is like a very beautiful place. It's like authentic to its nature. I always look at the mountains while I'm driving. Um, it makes me feel like a sense of clarity. Like when you look at the mountains, this sort of gives you like a relief, like a like a moment. You know how beautiful it is. And you look at it and it's like, man, I could be anywhere else, you know what I mean? But I'm just glad I get to see the world, what the world has to offer. You know, it's a dope, dope feature to have every day to wake up to. Well, how we managed to turn the season around was, I think from the jump, it started with our leadership. And uh, obviously we got great leaders around us. You know, me, Justin Simmons, Kareem, Russ, um, Court. And when you got guys like that around, I just think it builds the utmost confidence, no matter what you go through. Cause I just think we, locked in with our habits, you know, our practice habits, uh, meeting habits, film study habits. Then they say, no, we looked up and we just kept winning and winning. 
some words of advice, you know, I'll give to anybody. You know, the main thing is to stay steadfast and stay focused on your goals and your aspirations because I believe once you focus on those, that'll help you propel you to different levels. And that's, that's some of the things I learned. Uh, obviously, sitting at one in five, it wasn't a start we didn't want to have, but you know, once I seen guys rally together and understand, man, like we still got a long season ahead of us, that's just simple as that. And everybody just locked in and bought into the process. And they say, no, we went on the win streak, started winning games, and everybody mojo and confidence went back up. One thing that happened when we were sitting at one of five was just speaking positive affirmation, um, not only from within, but throughout everybody around. And that creates great habits. You know, through those times, I think it was just the greatest times because we found our true selves and uh, what type of team we wanted to be. Over the course of the years, I believe with this organization, you know, I feel like it's always been led by the defense. Since I've been here, I had great veterans on the defense side of the ball. You know, Josie Jewell, Kareem Jackson, uh, Justin Simmons, you know, those guys. And, um, you know, when we started the season, you know, as bottom tier of ranked defenses, I just felt like it was just a matter of time before we turned things around, and that's what happened. I don't think adversity is a bad thing. I think it brings the best out of you. And once you look at it that way, um, I think you'll be able to handle adversity the best way possible. You know, I feel like God gives adversity to his toughest soldiers, and I believe, you know, facing adversity, you find your true self. When you mention adversity, I believe, like, this truck describes that. You could take it through the toughest times, through snowstorms, through, you know, heavy thunderstorms, and it, it will stay durable. You know, when you face life hardships, the only person you got is yourself. And when I think about this Denali truck, and as it goes through certain environments, certain conditions, it stays durable. In a human perspective, dealing with adversity, I think if you come out durable and come out the same, you can't steer you no wrong. All right, guys, and make sure you catch more with Patrick Sertain and other content with I Am Athlete and Mobile <laughs> One's Behind the Drive. Check it out on the I Am Athlete YouTube page. You really have a radio voice. Like, you are, you, you are, <laughs> <laughs> and for more information, please, and now, please listen to And out. now, presenting. Yo, that shit was dope. Like, I'm going to be honest with you guys. We finished, we finished this series, and it was one of the, it was one of the coolest things I've done. People always ask me the question, like, what is I Am Athlete? What are you building? And, and it, it is a platform. You know, we want to tell multiple stories, and it's really hard for people to understand that when you do one thing exceptionally well at a high level for a long time. So people came and migrated to the platform because of the weekly show. You know, I Am Athlete, just sitting down with some of the top athletes and artists. But you got to understand, people got to understand, like over, you know, that span of time, you know, there were people, contributors that found their voice or people finally heard them for the first time. We were doing cool shit like I Am Woman and 
I am NASCAR. And so early on, I saw the opportunity to do multiple things with so many athletes, right? So to go out there, and it's hard. Like some people look at this and it's not, not, it's not a big deal. But to, first off, to get this, before we even got to the content, right, it started off, um, and I'll give a little insight into my mind, right? So I am NASCAR. I, I'm so disappointed that we weren't able to finish that partnership, right, because we had some changes unexpectedly with uh, some of our guys and so it just we couldn't finish it you know maybe in the future we'll bring it back but there was two things that I wanted to get done with that one I wanted to what well, there's three I want I definitely wanted to learn right I went to my first uh um Daytona 500 and I was blown away and so by the culture and everything around it like I was interested in it so I was like man I could let, let's by us learning we could teach other people which will actually help them expand their audience that was an opportunity Two, I saw uh, an opportunity to connect with some of the biggest brands um, in the world. You think about NASCAR, how do they fund it? They have these cars, and there's so many partners on these cars. So I wanted to, through my NASCAR relationship and partnership, meet some of the biggest brands that will then turn around and fund our platform. Um, Three, I wanted to have the I Am NASCAR series grow so big that it will fund our own team and i'm talking about cup series i ain't wasn't fucking around with no truck series or no xfinity you know and to run a team it costs around 20 million dollars a year i mean the tires alone just for the tires for the year back before they went to uh, the new format with one lug uh was five million dollars and so i saw i was like shit man this platform can be so large have so many partners that we're telling our own stories, and through those stories, we're generating a lot of revenue that could put together a kick-ass team and then fund our own team. And I already identified my my driver. Like, I was like, all right, this kid out of D.C., young, minority, black kid, perfect. We're going to bring the culture to NASCAR. So anyways, how does why does this matter uh, when it comes to Mobile One? So probably around two years ago, now we just launched this, Two years ago, I was like, look, guys, you know, things aren't where we said they would be. Um, I want to continue to work with you guys. But in turn, what I would need is just put me in position to meet the brands. So I flew out to San Francisco to their partners meeting and I pitched, not pitched. I just talked about where media was going and how, you know, the brands had an opportunity to partner with people like uh, I Am Athlete, myself. Uh, to tell different stories to grow and grow their audiences. And uh, Mobile One was one of the first that came up to me. There was, uh, there was, it wasn't Uber Eats. It was, what's the other one? DoorDash, Ali. There was a few others. Pepsi was Coke. There was a, you know, that, that pulled me to the side. Mobile One, we worked on this partnership for probably eight months, right? And then we launched. And so, like, when, you, when people talk about the journey, like the, the, the reward is in the journey, not the destination, that's what I'm talking about right now. It's like flying to San Francisco, uh, being able to be in that position, and then all the work that it took for us to even land this deal, being up at 4 in the morning with Keon and shooting an example of what it's going to look like and then taking it to him saying, hey, here's my idea, and then them saying yes to it, right? And now... You know, we sat down for the first time around with three amazing young athletes. Patrick Sertan, the second. You got Tank Dell. You got T. Higgins. 
And so I see this series growing beyond just Mobile One as well. Like I want Mobile One to continue to be a presenting sponsor and like the the anchor to this. But there's so many partners can come in. I envision telling stories with premier soccer players in Europe, you know, driving around Monaco in the cliffs and seeing the water and just like having some dope conversations around why they chose the car they chose, but then getting into what the hell is going on in their life. So that's what makes uh, this uh, installment in this partnership with Mobile One so special to me. I just have to add this in, man. Being here during the duration of that is kind of amazing how you just like tied that together. And right. What I mean is, I came in while you guys were already doing NASCAR, but the key on visuals that you're you're referring to, I was having a conversation with him one night, and it was visuals of you in a car on a highway in the middle of the night. Yeah, like it right. looked like four a.m. Yeah, and it, I think it was. it was that same thing. And now seeing you connected to the mobile one, it's just like I just wish people knew how many how long of a, a, a duration period, first of all, that is over time to develop from NASCAR, to do the test subject, to then go into the mobile one. It, it's quite a journey and it's it's something I actually agree with you on, which is um, the journey sometimes is more satisfying than the destination. That's right, that's right. No, it, it's not sometimes, it's all the time. That's where we trick ourselves is we think that the destination uh, is the pinnacle and it's not, bro, it's everything that comes with it. Um, like I, we opened up the show and I talked about my car being stolen at four in the morning. I'm still trying to figure out, <laughs> you know, what the uh, learning lesson or the cool thing in that is. Hell, maybe I might get some type of upgrade or something. I, who knows? Yeah. But there were some other things that happened and it's just like you sit back and you like, thank you. You know, and mm -hmm. even where I'm at in my professional life, like in my professional life is one of the hardest times I think I will ever potentially go through, hopefully. Right. It's really painful. It's really tough. It's really lonely. But most in this position would think, well, when we get here, things are going to be great. And what I'm really discovering and finally embracing is that, no, this shit right now, this is it. Right. So, like, I'm having fun now. I'm not waiting until the big deal's coming. I'm not waiting until, you know, uh, we're generating X in revenue a year. Like, I'm finding you know, those moments now like to really celebrate because that's the thing that's going to be special for all of us, right? Like whoever's out there and you're building something special, you're an entrepreneur, you understand it. But when you do make it and you're sitting in your nice car, your lovely home, and you're sitting on the pool deck or you might be on a boat somewhere and, and you sit back and you're sipping on a little drink and you're like, fuck, man, I, I, I remember when I barely made payroll or fuck, I remember when I thought this was over and then we came through. Like, that's the special moments when you make it. Is that actually the reflection time? So, sorry to get so sentimental no, on you guys. No, 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 man. On Faction Talk, Channel 103, Series XM, Paper Route, sitting here talking about Mobile One Collab, Patrick Sertan, Tank Dale. Ooh, Tank Dale's special. You know, remember, remember uh, when we were talking to Tank Dale? Maybe on our rookie two months segment? ago. Yeah, but he ran a route, and I said, yo, this is the best route I've ever seen. Mm -hmm. So, actually, we just shot. I just shot with Tank Dale, I believe it was last week. And, man, I was sitting there talking to him about that play. This was offline. I had nothing to do with Mobile One. I was like, bro, like, that route was crazy. And he said, oh, I just broke it off. Basically saying that it was a scramble play. That wasn't even a real route. Like, he ran a corner post, corner. So, he ran a corner post was the play. 
And then CJ, like, got out of the pocket. He felt it. He said it was just a split second. He felt it, and then he ran another corner. I was like, yo, there's like three moves all in one. i never seen a route like that. And that was off schedule. It was a scramble drill, and it just showed their how special their chemistry was and mm-hmm. is, excuse me. Like, that right there, and he scored on that. I was like, oh, That's my dope. oh my goodness. I can't so, wait to see that Mobile One story. Yeah, it was cool, but we, we we didn't talk about that online. That was just like no. Be, I think he's just an interesting out. guy. Oh yeah, overall oh, for sure. Like just watching him in his interview, how highly he spoke of CJ. It's just I love the storylines, you know. So that way we learn more about people. Um, but what we're gonna do is we're gonna go ahead and move into our Super Bowl week, uh, Vegas Temptations, guys. So Super Bowl week is always a big deal, but this is the first time the biggest game on the planet is played in Vegas. First time ever. Both teams travel to Sin City on Sunday, so they will have almost a full week to enjoy America's playground. Brennan, I need to know the top five distractions that could come into play with these teams over the next several days. Drugs, alcohol, women, and gambling. All over. So simple. Number one is the gambling. It'll take you down super fast. We've seen a lot of players, you know, that wasn't supposed to be gambling. Now they was gambling and suspended six months or a year or yep. indefinitely. So stay away from the stay away from that. And even you, you can't even and people don't know this, and this rule's been around for a long time. Players cannot even walk into a sports book. So you can't even if, if you're an active player, you can't even you can't go to the Mirage or the Cosmo or uh, the Wynn Hotel, walk in the sports book just to have a drink or have something to eat. Oh, can't wow. do it. It's against the rules. Cameras is out everywhere now. They're gonna be watching you. They're gonna be want to take a picture. They're gonna be filming you, and you don't even know. So stay out of the sports books. Can't even go bet on uh, 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 the horse race. You can't go bet on baseball. You can't do that. No, you can't bet on anything. So that's number one. Don't do that. Yep. Number two, which should be number one, is the working girls. Yep. <laughs> and they're working and they're lurking this yeah, week. <laughs> working and lurking. For Put real. up your jewelry, fellas. You get a little chick, whether she's working or or, or she just like it just feel like it's cool. Yeah. Exactly. And now you got five hundred thousand dollars of jewelry, and then you got cash from your winnings you might have or the cash you brought, and you drunk. Put it up. Maybe did it. Smoked a little bit. Whatever it is. Put it up. Because guess what? You're going to wake up at 9 in the morning. That shit going to be gone and she going to be gone. Exactly. (laughs) Two words. I'm gone. (laughs) That's right. So, so, so it's that. Uh, And, and, and look, there's so many distractions in Vegas. There's so many things that we can talk about. You just got to know how to move correctly. And it's not just the women, too. Man, like Javon Walker, ex teammate, he 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 got beat damn near to death out there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, this is a oh, old yeah? story, but this so many dudes got caught up out in Vegas. Yeah, yeah, yeah Vegas what, is serious too. Yeah, so you got to be on, on high alert, especially a weekend like this, because everybody's seeing money. You know what I mean? Sick. Either you got it on, oh, okay. they trying to figure out a way how to get it. So everybody's seeing money, and yeah. that's all they want is the money. Mm-hmm. So be careful out there. Vegas is an interesting place. It's fun. It's exciting. People don't sleep. 
right? Right. And what they and it is true that people go out there. They say, "What, what happens in Vegas stays, stays in, in Vegas." Vegas. <laughs> That's it. right. So now it's one of those towns. You get out there. I don't know. You let loose. You start thinking you were somewhere else. No, you still. You know, you still got to be keep your wits about yourself out there. You know what I mean? And just have a good time. Enjoy it. It's, right. It's Vegas. So w- what is the message? Is it what happens in Vegas stays in Vegas? Or is it something else when it comes to Andy Reid and Kyle Shanahan and how they want to send a message to their team in this week, spending this week in Vegas? It, what is it's, that it's, it's really simple. And you'll know. And you've heard these legendary stories before, you know, you know, guys partying. There was one guy that missed the Super Bowl. Uh, he went out the night before, got drunk, got high, and just missed it. I, I forget where that Super Bowl was, but it's an old school player. But it's simple. It's like you can do Vegas. If just think about it, you being in the Super Bowl, you 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 kind of goaded. You know what I'm saying? Like you goaded. You made it to the Super Bowl. Right. That's big. If you win the Super Bowl. You're going to be coming to Vegas for the rest of your life having a good time. For real. Right? Like, this you, might you, be one of those best, this might be one of the best Super Bowl locations. Facts. Never. And it's, so it's just like, put your head down. You're, you know, I, if I'm Andy Reid, if I'm Kyle Shanahan, I'm going through um, some of the greatest players and coaches that ever been in the Super Bowl, right? Once, maybe twice, and how hard it was for him to get back or never even made it back. Or players that never made it. Like, hey, look at all these lists of all these great players never made it. You get one opportunity, and a team that's going to win is a team that eliminate the distractions faster. Right. You can always do Vegas. You can right. always do New York and L.A., but you can't always play in the NFL. Nope. You can't always be in the Super Bowl. Don't effing blow it. By the way, that gentleman's name was Barrett Robbins, yeah, and according to my two minutes of research, it was because he missed his depression medicine. Yeah, he played was, for the Ra- Raiders. Health. Yeah, he missed the the medicine, but he went out. There's more to it too. Yeah. Oh, there is. Okay, well, like I said, it was only two minutes of research. There was a text troll question that came through. I wanted to ask you, which is: <laughs> Imagine LT in Vegas before Super Bowl. Oh, he would have been fine. That was LT's lifestyle. Right. LT would have been out on the binge. On the exactly. he would have been there, he would he would have pulled he, he yeah he would would you say BC he would have came in there geeked up ready like oh, yeah straight from the on tiptoes straight from the strip club right onto the onto the right field onto the field four sacks and performed exactly and performed. he probably would have had his 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 full field outfit on in the strip club bro unbelievable like, it would have been nasty work out there um but guys time for a couple more what's the words before we get out of here. So ESPN.com projected some offseason movement for notable QBs and came up with a scenario where the Raiders trade their second and seventh round pick to Chicago and Justin Fields moves to Vegas. So what's the word? Justin Fields would be blank with the Raiders. Justin Fields with the Raiders would be a great fit. It'd be exciting. Uh, I think he'll do well with this coach. I like this. Um, so Fields would be a great fit with the Raiders is my answer. Now, look, there's still a lot of work to do. And now you're going into a division when you got Justin Herbert and Harbaugh. You got Andy Reid and Patrick Mahomes. So it's going to be tough. But you have an opportunity in Vegas to do something legendary on the field and off the field. But stay out of the strip. We got to cut that sound by sending it to Justin Fields if he go, BC. <laughs> 
Stay off the strip, Justin. Stay off the strip. All right. The same projections had Russell Wilson landing in Atlanta with the Falcons on a front-loaded two- to three-year contract. So what's the word? Russell Wilson would would be blank with the Falcons. It'll be interesting. It'll be interesting. You got to look at their cap space. Can you look up real quick? I think they have some some good cap space, and then there's a, it's a really good receiver market right now. I think there will be a couple of receivers that could be up for trade. You may not have to give up everything for a guy like a Stephon Diggs, right? Uh, there's guys like that. But then you have a, the free agency market, right? You got T. Higgins is out there. T. Higgins would be dope to put him alongside of uh, Drake London. Uh, and then also that Bijan Robinson, that running back. I don't know what's going on with this tight end, but this tight end was supposed to be the next Travis Kelsey, the next George Kittle type, but not George Kittle, but he because he's special. He blocks and he runs around. This dude is just next <laughs> level. But but he's supposed to be like another Travis Kelsey, and it's his, his career has been disappointing. So they have the cap space. They have uh, the right pieces, and they're in a, I would say, a weak division. So you have the Atlanta Falcons. The Carolina Panthers, the Saints, and the Tampa Bay Bucks. Mm. So this could be great for the Falcons, and it can be great for Russell Wilson. Hmm. I like this fit. I don't like this fit. <laughs> now, I, I, on the field, it's a good fit, but off the field, <laughs> why? Oh no! Why are you getting messy? <laughs> Got to get a little messy. I'm just He's saying. From the field to the airport after every game I'm in just Atlanta. Saying, I'm saying, if they lose, if they win, he gets he he may get a pass. He loses out there, crank up the future. <laughs> <laughs> That'd be his so, motivation. That, y'all messy. Y'all know that's my brother. I know. I but know. what BC is saying right now is, um, what, B- what, what BC is saying is, uh, Russell Wilson married Sierra. Sierra's ex is future, um, and future's from Atlanta. Atlanta loves him, so it could be. Um, a, sh- a challenge there. Yeah. I don't really see it. I don't see it. No. But, but why you not? Know, when I when when I we had this conversation before, uh, I had this conversation with before with like Cam and other folks, and they're like, "No, Atlanta's really toxic and messy." Meaning, like the Atlanta people, mm-hmm. they can get messy. Yeah. So I think it'll be more so about them than it is, uh, you know, the 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 ex. You know what I'm saying? But, yeah. look, it's about football at this point, man. If I'm Russell Wilson, if the opportunity presents itself, yeah. I'm taking it. I'm balling out. Hell, I might run out the locker room uh, listening to future. Yeah, yeah I, exactly. I, think, I mean, yeah, like, that would be not? the thing to do, actually. That yeah. would put everything to bed if he actually did that. He came out and just embraced it and was just like. Yeah, he dope. Like, he got great like, music. Hey, yeah. You know what I mean? Might not be great in these areas, but it, when it comes to music, he, he I, 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 I subscribe to that. Yeah. Okay. I actually could see Russell doing that too. No, you can't. Russell will never do it. You don't think so? No. But come Maybe on. Maybe just because you know him personally. Yeah. I don't see him doing it. All right, guys. So the article also predicted where top draft QBs would land and projected the Bears would take USC Heisman Trophy winner Caleb Williams with the first overall pick. So what's the word? Caleb Williams would be blank with the Bears. Messy. Now that would be messy. The guy don't want to go there. Yeah. He's already said it. And Chicago is a tough town. Like, you got to think about it. This is where we talk about uh, 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 organized crime and, and all that yeah, stuff started. Yeah, it started, right. Mm-hmm. You got to think about the mindset of these people there. Chicago's tough, and They got the South Side over there. Right. They, hey. You don't want to be here in Chicago. Like, they what? love Chicago. Yeah. Everybody in Chicago, that's from Chicago, love Chicago. Don't play with our city. Mm-hmm. Like I was there, 
So you think about him been saying this for a year. Yeah. I don't want to go to Chicago. Don't draft me. Yeah, that would be messy. I don't know how it worked. They'd boo him right out the gate. He'd have to win them over so crazy. Yeah, nah. But do you think they're just trying to draft him so they have some sort of push somewhere else? Maybe. I mean, they're getting rid of Justin if that's the case. But well, like, we don't know if they're getting. We don't a, know if they're getting rid of Justin. But woo, it's like, what do you do? You can't. He's the he's the if he's the best quarterback on the board, the best quarterback in his draft, and you need a quarterback. Why wouldn't you take him? Like they might be fucking with his play. head. They might just be fucking with his head. Like, oh, okay, you don't want to play here. All right, we're gonna draft you. Then it comes night of. They go somewhere in the. You know what I mean? Got them thinking he going number one to Chicago. Listen, <laughs> some people are saying it ain't that he ain't he ain't separate himself that much. So if I'm the Chicago Bears, you could potentially package something up, move back to two to three, and now you that's can still they, get a quarterback and you get a little bit more. I think that's, that's what, what I think that's what happens because he wants to go to uh, the Commanders, I think he said, and I forget well, what he's the from other, D.C. I forgot what the other team was, but the Commanders were on that list, and there was another team that he mentioned that he would want to go to. D.C. Um, would be perfect. And, Sam and, Howell, and, sorry. And, and let me be clear here. I actually rock with what Caleb Williams is 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 on right now. Eli Manning did it. Yep. He didn't want to go to San Diego. Was it San Diego that had to, yeah. they drafted? He told him. Yeah. And then they had to trade him right. on draft night. Right. Right. People forget about that. And then also, like, it makes sense too. You guys are expecting me. Like, I'm thinking about myself. Let's just right now, I'm not even I'm just I'm in college. And I'm thinking about my goals and my dreams. In my career, right? We want to be in the best position to win. And so we draft a lot of these quarterbacks, top it around, and they go into some terrible situations. And they're they're drafting in that position because they are a lot of times they are terrible, terribly ran. Yeah. So now you got these guys, it's like, okay, you want me to come in and think that I'm gonna change this franchise around in two years. And it, and if I don't, now it's my fault. But damn, ownership been here for how long, Chicago Bears? Mm-hmm. So when are they going to be held accountable? How do you hold ownership accountable? Right, right. Management, the coaches. Like, y'all haven't, like, come on now. No. So no. I rock with it. It's bold. It, it, it's disruptive. But I get it, and I respect it. I think that's what happens. I think he ends up some way probably with Washington. They need a QB. Put him out there. He's from. You said he's from the D.C. area? Yeah, he's from. He was born in Washington D.C. Oh yeah, so, so that's like home for him. Yeah, man. They and, going, they, and they actually have a perfect situation to need a quarterback. I think they work out a couple trades. Bears get a little consolation prize or something like that. Move back a couple in the draft. Everybody's happy. I think that's what happens ultimately. Well, listen, we have a lot of time to discuss that because guess what? This is Super Bowl week. Right, so we'll talk about this and we'll follow this for the next couple of months. You got the combine coming up this month, okay? Will he participate? If he does, what is he going to what, what is he going to participate in? Is he going to run a forty? Is he going to throw the ball? Is he going to lift? It? What, what is he going to do? Right? Then you got the draft coming up in April, so there's going to be a lot of time to track this and cover this. Right now, it's Super Bowl week, six days away from the biggest game of the year. In all of, maybe not all of sports, because when the World Cup's around, woo, mm. that's a monster. Yeah, but that, that's, that's it for today, thing. guys. BC, BC still want to go. Yeah, I'm done to go. You, you want to go? We can go. I'm done. <laughs> He's, He's on deck. deck. <laughs> 
But that is it, guys. We will see y'all tomorrow. Enjoy all of this week and get ready for Sunday. Make sure you get all your beverages, all your snacks, invite all your, your friends and family because there's nothing better than Super Bowl Sunday. This is goodbye to y'all. Hello to the rest of the evening. I don't know if BC and Wu's going to do happy hour, but we will see. We will see y'all tomorrow. Paper route. Peace. Peace. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. If a friend asks how you're doing and you say, I'm okay. When the truth is, I don't want my problems to burden anyone. Or you say, Hang it in there. Because if I ask for help, they'll just think I'm weak. Then this is your sign to call, text, or chat. 988 for free, confidential support. Anytime. You don't have to hide how you feel.